Good morning, and as I usually say, this is God's house, as we often call it. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to be here, and you are all of God's children. And since you are God's children, and this is God's house, welcome home. We also consider the fact that God is not just in this house of worship. God is wherever you are. So I want to invite you to take a few deep breaths uh, as we center ourselves in the presence of our God. Would you join me now in our call to worship? God, this has been a year of disruption. Disrupted play dates, incomplete studies and projects. Disconnect from family and friends. Changes in our church, changes in our nation. We come this morning facing the wind of our worries, our questions, our hopes. May the warm breath of your spirit stir and guide us. Even though questions may linger, even though uncertainty may remain.
to welcome you to worship at Westminster. However you are worshiping with us today, wherever you have found us online, it is good to be with you. Let's join together now in our community prayer. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for Jesus, who helps us know and believe you are with us and care for us, even when we're scared. Amen. Our prayers continue in quiet. Amen. At Christmas, we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. God with us when we are at our best, and God with us when we are less than our best. God with us, leading us back to God's light and God's love when we wander. In Christ, we are forgiven. We are set free. Thanks be to God. Amen. As we come to our time of discovery, I can't help but thinking what we would be doing if we were meeting in person for Sunday school today. Usually on this Sunday, which is the first Sunday after Christmas, we make stars. It's both my favorite and least favorite activity because of one thing, glitter. I know many of you have probably used glitter in art projects before, and so you know glitter gets everywhere. But glitter is also so much fun. So no glittery stars this year. But the reason we would be making stars is because next week we're going to celebrate the Magi. The Magi who were following that star in the sky in order to find Jesus in Bethlehem. So since we aren't making our glittery stars in Sunday school today, I hope that you'll take some time this week to maybe go outside, maybe on a clearish night, and take a look at the stars so many stars. And as you look at the stars, may you be reminded of the birth of Jesus. Because that's something we can celebrate all year long, not just on one single day. But we celebrate God coming into the world as a little baby, as the light of the world. So take a look at those stars and perhaps say a little prayer of thanksgiving for the light of the world being born into our lives again and again and again. Amen. As we come to our time of joys and concerns, as always, we encourage you to share your prayers with one another. Type them into the comment section on Facebook, 
Give us a call, send us an email at the church, and let us know how we can be in prayer with you this week. Will you join with me now in prayer? Let us pray. Loving God, when you came into the world in the form of the Christ child, you brought love to those who felt unloved, hope to those who had nothing to look forward to, peace to those who were filled with anxiety. We give you thanks for the many ways you continue to come into our lives, allowing us to know the joy of your loving presence. Hear us now, O oh God, as we share our prayers with you. Refresh our amazement, O oh God, that you sent Jesus to us from your very self to be born as a human baby, to live among us, showing us the way to new life. In response to your great labor of love, may we open ourselves to you, that you may create new life among us. And hear us now, O oh God, as we pray together the prayer that your Son taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'm very excited to share with you our anthem, which is coming next. This is a world premiere of an original song written by Andrew Christopher and Nicholas Hansen. I hope you enjoy it as much as I have. It's called Jesus Birth. One, two, three, four. An engineer Bethlehem, under a bright, bright star, his parents are happy in the barn. Oh. Sons and men to Jesus' birth, thousands of angels in the shepherd's eyes.
born. We're singing. Glory to the newborn king. Glory to the newborn king. Glory to the newborn king. Glory to the king. Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. Please listen to what the Spirit may be saying. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. This is Holy Scripture, Holy Word. Thanks be to God. Well, you've done it. You've made it to the end of 2020. It's gotta be a good feeling. I can't wait to see more of you and hear uh, about how you've done it. I think everyone's story is unique, the way we've managed all this. I, our family is, done pretty well, I think, uh, considering the circumstances. I took up running again this year. Our children got involved in martial arts. And on that note, my wife uh, found a, a show to help us kind of escape from the craziness. Very binge-worthy show called Cobra Kai. And I know from some of your Instagram stories and such that some of you have gotten into this show as well. And how could you not? I mean, you've got LaRusso over there hopelessly optimistic, always helping out the underdog. You've got Johnny getting into bar fights and driving the muscle cars. You've got Cree diabolically pulling strings. It's really everything you could want, right? It's 80s rock, karate, and bar fights. I mean, what else could you possibly want in a show? <laughs> now, if you don't know about Cobra Kai, it is based on uh, a trilogy of movies called The Karate Kid. Mostly, I think we're all made in the 80s. Uh, the Karate Kid, I think, won every single award that was ever created, uh, so you can find it that way. <laughs> but The Karate Kid is about this young man named Daniel LaRusso. He's from Jersey, and he moves to California, and he starts being bullied by some bigger guys who know karate. And somewhere along the way, I don't really remember how, it was a long time ago when I watched that movie, he falls under the tutelage of this person named Mr. Miyagi, who's going to teach him karate so that he can defend himself. And Miyagi doesn't take him to a dojo or anything like that. Mr. Miyagi has him start off by doing all these seemingly mundane, meaningless chores. So he's waxing the cars, he's painting the fence, He's sanding the floors, and eventually, he's just tired of it. He thought he was coming here to learn how to, you know, punch and kick and do all those kinds of things, and he's just doing all this work around the house. So he lets off all that pressure and steam and yells at Mr. Miyagi. He says, what a waste of time, I haven't learned anything. And Mr. Miyagi 
explains to him and shows him what he's really been doing all this time. Now show me Sandafroa. How did you do that? Shut up! Sign the floor. Please stand up. Show me sand the floor. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Big sucker. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Now show me wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, hat. Wax off. Concentrate. Look my eye. Lock a hand. Thumb inside. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on. Wax off. Show me penta fence up, down. Up, down. Up, down. Other side. Look, I. Always look, I. Show me penta house, side, side. Lock wrist. Side, side. Side, side. Ush. Show me wax on, wax off. Yes! 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 Show me paint the fence. Yes! 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 Show me side to side. Yes! 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 Show me sand of floor. Yes! 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 So LaRusso was just focused on what was mostly bothering him, that thing right in front of him. And we have the same problem sometimes. You might have experienced this, where you can only focus on the thing right in front of you. Uh, the families I could think of that uh, always press upon their children to dress better than you have to. Maybe you experienced that growing up. You're not wearing sweatpants to go to in and out Well, other people wear sweatpants to go to in and out Why can't I? And it's not about wearing sweatpants or not wearing sweatpants. It's about presenting yourself in such a way that others would respect you. I have a friend that worked at a company that had a strict policy on not starting on time but being early to everything. You know, if you're less than 15 minutes early, then you must be late. And it wasn't about being at a certain time, it was about being respectful of other people's busy schedules. And we see this on a community level. There are neighborhoods, impoverished neighborhoods, high rates of crime, and we take on these beautification projects where new trees go up, murals go up, uh, 
pavement projects, new sidewalks, and it looks very nice. And we look around and we see, we see it and we think, I thought their problem was violence and crime. I didn't think it was trees. But we do that because we know that when you beautify a neighborhood, it's easier to attract investment and rates of vandalism go down. Because wouldn't you know it? People take pride in the way their neighborhood looks. So we look at this passage and we hear those questions from Jesus where he says, why are you afraid? Have you no faith? And it bothers us. <laughs> it's that one thing. It is the waxing and the sanding and the painting right there in front of us that bothers us so much. Why are you afraid? Have you no faith? That sounds kind of accusatory, doesn't it? But the problem with that kind of reading of this passage is it puts you and me at the center of the story. And so if we were here together and I asked you, I said, who is the gospel or tell me, who do you think the gospel of Mark is written about? Somebody would say, I'm sure a lot of you would say the gospel of Mark is about Jesus Christ. Of course, you would say it kind of nervously because we're in a sanctuary and we don't normally talk during a sermon. <laughs> but you would say it's about Jesus Christ and you'd be absolutely correct. The Gospel of Mark is not about Jeff Shankel and it's not about you. It's about Jesus. So what does this passage reveal about Jesus? Well, the first thing that it reveals about him is that he can apparently sleep through anything. And I very much know how he feels as someone that went on a lot of, has been on a lot of overnight trips with sports teams and youth groups. Uh, I mean, there are days where you are exhausted like he was. Jesus spent a whole day teaching and doing good works and you have as well and you're exhausted, man. And so the chaos that goes on around you of teenagers and people making noise and laughing and pranks and you know, bodily functions and wrestling matches, it doesn't matter, you sleep through all of it. And then when one of them comes into your room after someone gets injured and says, wake up, don't you care so-and-so is hurt? <laughs> I have the same reaction. Peace, be still, go to bed. <laughs> I wanna go back to sleep. <laughs> Jesus, he was the youth pastor of his times. It's, it's important to note that this isn't the only time there was someone asleep in a boat during a storm, as written in the Bible. Jonah, the famous prophet, mostly made famous through the children's retellings of Jonah and the big fish or Jonah and the whale. Jonah, uh, God had commanded Jonah to go to Nineveh, and Jonah said no. Jonah disobeyed God and ended up in this boat in a storm. And that's the retelling of it, the accurate retelling, that Jonah had disobeyed God. That's why he was in the storm. In other words, this bad thing had happened to Jonah because he was being bad. Well, then what does that tell us about Jesus? Was Jesus a bad person? Was he doing something bad that he should deserve to be in a boat in this storm where it's about to be overrun with water? Of course not. What it tells us is what we already know to be true, but we lose focus of. Bad things happen to bad people, but they also happen to good people. 
bad things happen to all of us. None of us are immune to that. And if there's one thing that we have hopefully learned from this year, it's that. What have they always said about the coronavirus? It doesn't care whether you're rich or poor. It doesn't care what color your skin is. It doesn't care whether you're from California or New Jersey or Japan or South Africa. It doesn't care. It doesn't care whether you're educated or not. It doesn't care. Bad things happen to all of us. But I'm sorry, I told you this wasn't a coronavirus-related sermon. There are times when more bad things than we're used to handling happen to us. That's also evidence in this year. We're the results of generations of systemic racism and injustice. We're really starting to feel the effects of that. Climate change, months of isolation, as we watch the spiritual health and mental health of our young people suffer. This huge disparity between, in education between the rich and the poor as we see all these things happening. And maybe in your personal life, maybe where there are more fights at home than there normally are, or more fights at work than there normally were. And as the water starts to come into your boat and you feel like you are trying to survive not one but multiple storms when we have moments of honesty in our prayers maybe you pray like i do and you utter the same words those disciples did don't you care we look to god and say don't you care don't you care that people are dying alone without their loved ones don't you care about racism don't you care about the spiritual health of our young people? Don't you care? I don't know. Do you think God cares about any of those things? Do you think that God cares about all this suffering? Now, of course, when we can step back and have a moment in our worship service and reflect on that question, we know what the right answer is. Of course, God cares. May God forgive us for the indictment we have put upon her character. Of course God cares. There is something poetic about that question that uh, Jesus asked that Mark writes down. Why are you afraid? Could it be that Jesus' friends, the disciples, and we, could it be that we are afraid because we forget just how much God cares? We all have these moments where our feelings fail us, where we get caught up in the moment of sanding, waxing, of being early, of being dressed appropriately, or of all these things, of planting trees, all these little things that and, and the praying every day and the reading the scripture and the worship every week or more, the fasting, the meditation, the service, the charity, all these little things that we do. And we get sucked back into this idea that 
if I were only more faithful, then these bad things wouldn't happen to me. Then I could get that raise like this, and my kids' grades would get better like that, if I were only more faithful. But this is the great liberation of our gospel of Jesus Christ, is that God cares. These things happen to all of us, and our God is with us. Maybe waiting to be woken up. We do have a lot in common with these people that Jesus chose to start this faith movement that we are a part of. They had seen Jesus do remarkable things. They had seen him heal people, turn water into wine by this point. And we have seen underdogs win, not just in the Karate Kid, but we've seen underdogs win in the real world. Maybe as a part of this church or yourself, your own experience, but many of you have friends and dear loved ones in your lives that were given days, if not hours, to live who continue to live amongst us today, and we receive the joy of being with them today. You've seen moments of sheer, awe-inspiring beauty. Would you be reminded of God's goodness? Because if Jesus is the kind of person, if our God is the kind of God that can just say, peace, be still, what does that mean? This passage is not about you and me. It's about the nature of our God. It's about Jesus' divinity. Because if our God can do those things, then what does it mean about the teachings? What implications does these miraculous acts have upon teachings like love your enemies and pray for those who, who persecute you? Forgive 70 times seven times. What do those teachings of going and making disciples treating everyone with love and justice, what of including the outsider, of sitting down with the prostitute or the tax collector, what do those teachings then say if that same person uttering them can calm the seas? Could you be awed and inspired by something amazing, something wonderful? Could you be awed and inspired by the acts of God around you? 2020 is almost over. 2021 is about to come. So I guess we'll see. Amen.
next Sunday is the first Sunday of the month, the first Sunday of the year, January 3rd. And we will be having a Zoom worship. That way we can be together as we begin the new year together, as we share in communion together. I love how be together now means all sharing a screen together. But uh, we hope you'll join us. Uh, the Zoom link was emailed to you in the e-news. You can also find it on our website. You can also send a message to Rob or to me and we will be sure to get that link to you. If you're not a Zoom person, we will be live streaming that worship service on Facebook at 10 o'clock as usual, so you can always find us there as well. Now I hope you'll join with me now in singing our closing hymn, Angels We Have Heard on High. One, two, three, four.
And now, as you not leave this place, because you're not here, <laughs> but as you move on to the next thing in your day, in the rest of your year, even into next year, may you move on knowing that your God cares and your God can say peace, be still, and calm all the storms. Our God is good. Amen.